Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Podcast Good Mama and Dada It's a fast Have you ever been in a relationship, a job, or any situation where you weren't happy anymore, but you stayed because it was comfortable? Hmm. You stayed because your fear of leaving was greater than your unhappiness. How do you build the courage to leave your comfort zone and overcome the fear of the unknown? Hmm, That's a great one, babe. Mm -hmm. Today, we have two amazing guests that will help us answer that question. Our friends Claudia and Raul are an amazing married couple that we look up to, and we are very grateful that they're going to share their biggest marital challenges and how they've overcome those challenges with you today. Especially the moment when they had to build the courage to leave a certain situation that almost cost them their relationship with their (sighs) in-laws. You know it can get real interesting when you involve los suegros y los cuñados. Yep. We pray that this episode will inspire and encourage you. Coming up next. We want to thank God for giving us the opportunity to hang out with you once again. My name is Shaboy Edgar. This is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hola. Please welcome nuestros amigos Claudia Candelas and Raul Hernandez from the at tu lado podcast <laughs> yes. which uh, you have to check out it's a super amazing and encouraging podcast that has inspired us as well so bienvenidos thank you for hanging out thank you so much <laughs> besides being a couple that we are inspired by jen and i were talking about this you guys have been the longest friendship that we've had as couples yeah. Like, we met you guys right when Jen and I started dating in San Francisco. And Raul and Claudia were dating. Yeah, and you guys were we just were starting to date. Well, and yeah, we've, I mean, we've been friends for 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah. So excited. When you guys were here in the area, when you started off uh, here in, 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 in San Francisco. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, made your way over to Texas and then New York. Yeah, and, so you we've, know, we've always stayed in touch, which, yeah. is, which is awesome. That's when you know your real friends are there because... You guys always found a way to keep in touch with us, and we found a way to keep in touch with you guys. And let me just clarify. Claudia said I started in La Calle, in the street. I I wasn't a prostitute. That was the name of the radio station, La Calle. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even realize that. I totally made you sound like a (laughs) prosti. That's how Janet found me. Hola. (laughs) Secrets out. (laughs) She rescued me from the street life. (laughs) You guys have been married for nine years and have two 
amazing sons under the age of five. Raul and I started off as friends, and now Claudia, you and Janet have become really good friends and encourage each other. Bueno, Claudia siempre ha sido como un ejemplo para seguir porque ella ha sido como que mi madrina bloguera. I'm always like, Claudia, this, yeah. that. She's like, yeah, girl, call me anytime. And then I call her and she's probably like, oh, dang, she really called me. Pero siempre está ahí como para ayudar no, y siempre, siempre está. You know, this is, this is something that I just love doing. And, and you know, when you, when you told me like, I want to get into blogging, how do I start? I was like more than happy to share tips and all that good stuff because this is, you know, like sharing tips with other moms and blogging and doing all that good stuff. It's just such a great thing to do That's with amazing. kids. And you know what you do as a mom and as a woman, you never know who it could inspire. So when you told me, you know, I want to do this and me looking up to you, Janet, um, dije, claro que sí, te ayudo, whatever you need. And yeah, she calls me almost every day. Ahí estamos para comadrear. That's what we've always appreciated about you and Raúl, Claudia, is you guys have been those kinds of friends that are rare to find, which is you're willing to always help. You're willing to celebrate the victories and you're willing to be sad when things aren't good. You know, and mm -hmm. I think it's hard to find those kinds of friendships, especially when you're married, porque desafortunadamente, a lot of couples, a lot of people see themselves as competition. Yeah. And yeah. low key behind the curtains, they wish that they don't wish well on other people. Right. Because yeah. that's where they get their self-esteem from is like, oh, I'm doing at least I'm doing better than that couple for whatever reason. Right. But you guys are awesome, yeah. man. You guys are so encouraging and empowering. And we appreciate that about you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank, oh, you, thank so you so much. Siempre. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think, you know, I mean, and you guys too as well. I mean, you guys have always been, you know, nuestros ejemplos a, a seguir because, I mean, obviously, you know, you guys always in your relationship have, have put God first and, and we really admire that about you guys as well and, and always thinking positive and always uh, encouraging, you know, ever since we first met Shaboy through, through right. my dad, you know, I, I remember when he first like told me about you, he was like, you need to meet. Uh, you know, Edgar, this guy, you know, he works at La Calle and he's like really cool and he's awesome <laughs> and this and that. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, and, and, you know, he, he, you know, I went with them to the radio station and, you know, we met and it was like, we just, we hit it off right there. And then, and, you know, your positive uh, outlook on life is, is something that I was really, you know, I, I, I admired a lot. And Claudia and I, you know, when, you know, we uh, decided to even launch this podcast, that was like the first thing that we, we thought about, like, you know, who are people that inspire us to become better people, to be better people. Um, and obviously you and Janet obviously came to our mind and it was like, you know, even doing this thing. And then when you, you, you know, obviously you guys have your podcast now and we're super happy for you guys at the end of the day, you know, wherever we could find positivity and hear positivity, yeah. it's always a great win for, for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate that. And before we dive in to the real meat of, of this podcast, you know, Raul and I met because I worked in radio and his dad, Hernan, who is part of Los Tigres del Norte, Raul and I met because Raul was starting his music career at the time. And it started mm -hmm. off as a connection because we're all in entertainment. Right. But it quickly mm -hmm. became like a real friendship talking about real life things. Yeah. Friendship and that we still have, even with your family, hermano. It's like genuine and real. But I definitely want to dive mm -hmm. into how we can help our listeners and your guys' listeners too. Welcome to all the listeners from Atulado Podcast. How do you build the courage to leave your comfort zone whether it be in a relationship, a job situation, especially when the fear of the unknown sometimes overcomes your desire to be happy. You're willing to be unhappy because the fear of the unknown is greater, you know? And it sucks because you miss out yeah. on so many blessings in life that God has for you 
just because you might be afraid of making that leap of faith. And a lot of you right now, maybe were forced out of your comfort zone because of the pandemic. Right. You didn't want to leave that job or you didn't want to leave that relationship you were in, but the pandemic created this crazy chaos that you had to leave. But right now you're living in fear of the unknown. I want to dive into that because you guys have been through a lot as a married couple. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the two biggest challenges that you guys have overcome in your relationship? Yeah, you know, we actually, we've been married for um, nine years, but for five years, we didn't have any kids. So we got married fairly young. We were 24 years old and we were still in school. Uh, Raul was still in college and I was uh, working. And later on, I decided to pursue my master's degree. So we were, I guess you could say we were kids, but we were in love and we were mature and we wanted to grow together. And um, as time started passing by, we were dealt with a lot of different problems um, as a couple. And (laughs) Raul being in the music industry for 10 years, you know, was definitely um, challenging, fun. It it had all these different things um, in, you know, that people don't know about. But I did have some trouble um, one year when Raul's music business was kind of, you know, launching and he was in a group with his brothers and they had to do a music video. Raul had to do a music video with another woman and he was a lead singer. If you guys go on YouTube and and look up the video, I encourage you to do so. It's called uh, Caramelo by Suenatron and Raul was the lead singer to this song. And he told me, you know what? Um, I have to do a music video with a girl. And Pobrecito. I heard the lyrics to the song. <laughs> okay, the lyrics to the song I'm sorry. were very sexy and romantic <laughs> and all these things. <laughs> that I was like, what do you mean you're going to do Caramelo with another woman? That's like, I was just scared. I was insecure. I was, and I'm going to say it, you know, like I was a little jealous you know, I, I think at this point you were what, seven years in, in the music. Yeah. And it was still hard for me mm. to accept that he was, you know, obviously this is part of the job. Right. I understood that, mm. but it doesn't mean that I accepted it. Mm. And so I, I, I just said, okay, you do what you have to do. Yeah. Pero cuando <laughs> vi el video, when I saw the music video, Okay, I'm gonna look it up so right now. <laughs> Friends, I got so upset, and Raul's still like he's like putting his head down right now, and you know. But I'm gonna share this with you. I did kick him out of the house. ¿En Lo serio, Dijo, toma tu caramelo. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate with you guys, with you, Claudia, because when I first met Edgar and he was working in radio, I remember going with him to events and. Girls would be like, boy, oh my gosh, boy!" And I'd be like, what the heck? Like, this guy just says, hey, everybody put your hands up at the clubs. And everybody would do what he would say. And I'm like, what the heck, this guy? And I, como que si me daban celos. But then with time, you know, like you're saying, you get older and you become more mature. And, you know, years went by. We got married. And I was like, you know what? Thank you to those girls. That's how we eat. And that's how we, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, how we exactly. survive. Your mindset changes. Yeah, you know, but then it it's different for you because uh you know raul had to travel and had to, you know it's a little bit different but yeah. it's the same industry in a way yeah and plus the only reason why they were screaming for me is because i had tickets to concerts <laughs> true <laughs> not because i was hot like raul, like raul. 
Yeah. Um, El vocalista guapo. Before we continue on to you guys uh, dealing with probably one of the biggest challenges that involved your in-laws and Raul and Claudia, you guys leaving the music industry, which was a big shock, not only to your family, but also to yourselves because you've been involved in this now for over 10 years. Um, we definitely want to dive into that. But last but not least on this chapter, I just want to ask you guys in short, how have you overcome the issue of jealousy? Extreme jealousy, right? Because I think everybody has some healthy amount of jealousy because you care about your significant other. But what if when it's, when it's too extreme and your mind goes off into an area where it's like, yo, I just created this whole scenario out of nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm feeling as if my significant other already cheated on me when they haven't even really done any of that. So how did you yeah. overcome that type of jealousy, the bad type of jealousy? Um, honestly, for me, it was time. And the moment that I became a mother, I stopped jumping into con conclusions one and I developed a sense of patience that's good that that's good. I never thought I could have my children changed me and uh they changed me they made me a better person and I can honestly say it was a you know it was three years ago when I became a mother because all those scenarios and all those things that were so minor had nothing it had nothing compared to my responsibility to raise and to keep these children alive. Right. That to me right. was so much more important yeah. than the jealousy and the, because my children, they fulfill me. Yeah. So I know that Raul loves me. Right. And right. you can't do anything as a woman for your man to stop him from cheating. If he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat. There's nothing that you can do to stop him. Yeah. You know, I know that I'm a good wife, that I'm a good mom, that I'm a good businesswoman. You know, I'm, I'm pretty badass. So uh -huh. I, so I know that <laughs> I, what I bring to the table. And so I love you. I guess, Claudia. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Wants to go around and yeah. mess around, you know, that's on yeah. him, you know, but I have a bigger responsibility and that those are my children. I'm cracking up a little bit. Why? I keep up like what's going on? Claudia said, um, I overcame my jealousy because I had my children and, <laughs> and I learned how to deal with them. So I okay. felt like learning how to deal with kids helped her to learn how to deal with Raul. <laughs> it goes hand in hand. <laughs> I feel like I'm a kid sometimes too. I don't even do too. anything. I don't even talk. <laughs> go, go ahead, Raul. How did you overcome jealousy, hermano? No, it. yeah. And, and, for, and, and on my end, you know, I mean, I, I think it was, you know, obviously like when you care about somebody so much and, and you kind of start, you know, you get a little bit older and you start realizing like, hey, you know, I mean, it, it, you, I think you hit it right on the head when you said you start creating things in your head that aren't there. And for me, even another difficult time in our and not even not a difficult time, but a, a thing, a part of our relationship where it was like could have been, you know, tested and it was like very was when she went to go live in Paris for six months. Three wow. months. Three months. Oh, it felt like six. It felt like, it felt like six. <laughs> Out of all um, places, she went but, to live in where it's like the most romantic. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, we were already married too. And it was like, you know, but a, a part of me too was like, you know, she never had the opportunity to go and study abroad and, and do that type of stuff and even go across to, to a different country. And, you know, part of me was like, even with that, like, you know, as a husband, you know, is it my, do I get to say like, Hey, no, you have to stay here because you're married now. Or is it like, 
you know, no, you know, like if that's something that you want to do, then that's something you want to do it. And I'm the type that has never been like, you know, super jealous type where it's like, no, you have to like, you know, if she wants to go do something, I mean, that's, that's completely fine with me. Like I, and even when she told me like, Hey, I'm thinking about studying abroad, obviously like my mind could have been like, what? But I mean, those types of things that like, I've always told myself, even like later on in our relationship, who am I to stop her from doing what she wants to do? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I mean, we could work together. I know how much she loves me yeah. and she knows how much I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It puts even more uh, of a strain on a relationship when you start thinking that I pretty much own this person. Like, no, they have to stay here because they're with me. Right. They're, they're in, you know, it's, she's married to me. But one of the things, like I said, I, I think even just, you know, even being taught like from my mom and from my dad, like you, you know, the person that you're with, you have to let them be like, that's, you know, you, you have to like support them in any way they can or any way you can yeah, in order for them to be happy and even feel and fulfill their dreams, you know? And and I think I just thought of things as like, what's going to make her happy, you know? And and, uh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Those are, those are things that's, that's a specific time. I remember, like I said, it could have, it could have gone south. South. I think there was a, a mind shift and perspective shift of instead of what do I want, what's going to make me happy to all of a sudden both of you being, you know what, I'm at peace with the kind of wife or husband I am. How can I focus on serving my husband or my wife now? I can totally hear um, Queen Mama though right there and, Raul's, and mom. Raul's mom and dad saying those words yeah. as, as Raul speaking. <laughs> Just like empowering yeah. your significant other to continue and not feel like they're stuck, right? And like, how can I be there for you? And I think your significant other, when they hear that, they fall even more in love with you because you're saying, hey, I believe in you. I believe in yeah. your dreams and your goals. And, and not always, only do I believe in you, but I want to support them. I want to support you. And it's always yeah. been like that with us. You know, I think that's one of our secrets to our marriage is no matter what, you always support each other's dreams. Yeah. No matter what. Coming up next, the moment when you guys had to build the courage to leave the music industry, especially for you, Raul, being a part of this industry and Claudia, you were involved in it as well. And I mean, it's not just mm-hmm. any music industry. You guys are in this with your dad, Hernan, from Los Tigres del Norte. And if you guys don't know that, they're basically the Rolling Stones of Mexican bands and Spanish worldwide. So when you're that deep involved and your roots are that deep into music, how do you find the courage to leave? Right. Coming up next, we'll dive into that. But first, if you've been looking for the courage to leave your current wireless provider, we have the perfect upgrade for your life. It's Mint Mobile. Yes, Mint Mobile is looking real good with their unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. Imagínate eso, an unlimited plan for only 30 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. How much is your soon-to-be ex-wireless provider charging you? Ooh, yeah, that's crazy. Dump them. You deserve better. You deserve Mint Mobile. Preach. All plans come with unlimited talk and text. High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. We absolutely love our new Mint wireless service. Yes. It was super easy to upgrade to Mint Mobile. We get to use our own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. And you can also keep your phone number along with all your existing contacts. I love it. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Get my scaries. Get your new unlimited wireless plan plan for just 30 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash 
Los Sotelos. That's mintmobile.com slash Los Sotelos and get hooked up. Yes, cut your limited wireless bill to 30 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Los Sotelos. How do you find the courage to leave a situation that is no longer making you happy? You know you deserve better. Maybe you des- you know your significant other deserves better as well. How do you build the courage to leave that when on the flip side, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of fear that comes with the things you don't know, especially when your identity is attached to something for so long. Uh, we want to dive into Raul and Claudia's situation where... Maybe three years ago, Raul, who had been involved in the music industry for over 10 years. Solo artist with his brothers in in a group. As a solo artist first, and then eventually building um, a group by the name of Suena Tron with his brother, Mixiah, and Gio as well. And, you know, his dad being involved in it as well and supporting them and helping them out. It's just years and it's it's su herencia. It's who they are. It's music. Right. How do you leave that? And not hurt people and not hurt yourself by just doing what you don't want to. And take that leap of faith. And obviously, you can apply that scenario to whatever situation you're going through. Whatever your job is, whatever relationship you're in, that you know is no longer God's purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. But by you staying there because you want to avoid conflict, or by you staying there because you want to avoid the unknown, you're missing out on amazing blessings that God has prepared for you that maybe certain things just are there to fulfill a certain chapter in your life, temporary, but there's more to life than just that. So, Raul and Claudia, take us to that moment three years ago. What led up to you, Raul, and Claudia, you were involved as well in the music industry with Raul, to finally leave? Yeah, definitely, you know, three years ago, Raul's exit from the music was definitely one of the hardest challenges that we've had to overcome as a couple. Yeah. You know, me internally, it's still a struggle to even really talk about it just because during that time, I mean, it was it was super a lot of stuff was going on as far as like, you know, just changes in my life. Personally, um, Alessandro was just born. Um, I was I was touring a lot during that time, you know, and, and a, a big part of me felt an emptiness to not be able to see Alessandro's first couple months. Like, I mean, it, it, you know, I was there uh, thankfully to see him born and, and, but then like maybe like two weeks later I left and then it was like constant in and out. And so internally I was going through a lot. I was, I was very uh, distracted. I, you know, I, I wanted to be home. I, you know, but at the same time, when you have like anything else, when you have people depending on you, obviously there's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. My, I know my brothers depended on me, just like I depended on them, you know, my parents as well. And it, it, it was just a culmination of things, even during that time that, that just kind of led to, to me and my exit from the music industry it, until this day. Like, like I said, it's, it's still one of those things that's really hard for me to talk about just because like I said, it, it, it was one of those things where I found myself not really present in everything that I was doing there. Why do you, um, why do you think it's hard for you to talk about it? You feel like you're letting them down. Like if I had to tear away and tell, you know, all my best friends, like, I don't want to do this. Like mm. my heart, you know, is, is not in it anymore. 
um, you know, I, I, my, I have a son, you know, and, you know, and obviously my, my older brother, he has children too, but I mean, and it, and like I always said before, like the, it, you know, the mentality that shift is not for everybody. Like some people can take it. Some people could be out and they have children and it's like, they could, you know, it's normal. I mean, and they find ways to kind of to, to adjust it. it. But for me, it was like, I felt like if I was missing out on the first, months of of alessandro's uh you know life like i had to ask myself you know because i was raised like that not seeing my dad months at a time weeks at a time and i really had to tell myself is this really what i want for my family for my kids like for them not to see me you know or just come in and then go out and um it, it definitely is the music industry is definitely a lifestyle in that sense of there are people who, who it's it's easy for them to do it. And then there's people like myself that's just like you start overthinking and you start like, am I going to be there for my family? And um, it came time to make that decision, you know, like. And it was hard because <laughs> Alessandro, you know, was born. And during my pregnancy, one, uh, Raul wasn't there when I found out I was pregnant. Um, he wasn't there at my maternity pictures. I went to do my maternity pictures by myself. Uh, he wasn't there at the baby shower, uh, at some appointments. And I accepted that. Mm -hmm. I was okay with that. I never, uh, le reclamé. I never told him, you know, you're not here. You're not here. Right. Never. Guilt trip him. I no. always accept, uh, accepted everything because I knew that that was his dream. Never, never, never. I always supported him, you know? And so when, and even down to like postpartum, I went through baby, the baby blues and postpartum depression. And at night is when I would get really bad anxiety. And at night was when Raul had to leave to go to um, band practice, band rehearsals. Or the studio to record. Or the studio. Like so that. his nighttime was his work time. And that's me when I had to go through the worst dark nights alone. Right. And I just remember, you know, being like alone and, and being a new mom and getting used to this new um, lifestyle and just crying and being on the couch by myself. We had just moved into the house we live now and it was empty. And, you know, looking back at those moments, I just remember it being really dark, mm -hmm. you know, dark nights. And I never dared tell Raul what I was going through. I was doing this alone. I didn't want him to feel guilty for having to go to the studio or having to work. I held that stuff in and it was hard, you know, like it was difficult and he did, you know, he continued being in, in the music for, but I think eight months after, but I think, you know, even just and like that, like, you know, your partner, you could feel when something's not right with your partner, even though she never told me it was like, I, I felt it, you know, trying to stretch myself and be in the music and be 100% in it so we can make it because I mean, obviously the music industry is super hard, even when you are related to somebody famous, because, you know, people are going to judge you if you do the same type of music, people are going to judge you if, judge you, do you, if you do something else. So it's, it's super hard. And, and a part of me was just like, I, you know, to make it, you know, and I, and I remember even having the first conversations with Claudia, like, you know, I'm thinking this way, like, I, I want to be here. I want to, uh, I want to see, you know, my son be here and, um, and you, you didn't want to grow up the way you, you grew up. Um, it's not for everybody. Like I said, it's not, but it was a decision that I needed to make. It was right. a decision that I needed to tell my best friends, my brothers, like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Please like accept it, please. I'm sorry. Like I, I, 
you know, I felt so guilty. I felt so like you're betraying them you know, in a way. Know, yeah. Like if I was just like, like backstabbing my family, me leaving the industry for my family, is that a good enough per- reason? Yeah. I, Raul had been talking to me about leaving the music industry for a couple months now. And he wasn't quite sure when he was going to do it, you know, and there are certain things or moments that happen in your life where you know exactly what month it was and what year, because they're so pivotal in your life. And I will never forget the month of May, 2018, because that is the month that Raul decided to, to walk away from the music industry. And it was something that surprised all of us. Yeah. You know, and I remember calling my brothers first, and that for me was uh, was the hardest conversation that I had to have because it was like, you know, you're in this together, you're doing it, you're, you know, you're, you're living a dream actually because you're out there, you're traveling, you're making an impact. And, and then it was just like this, this, a different calling, like a, something just told me like, this isn't for you anymore. This right. isn't that like, time is up. That time you know, is up. You have different priorities. And again, no judgment to anybody else that chooses to continue to live that life and it works for them. You don't know judgment at all, but for you, it wasn't working. You felt that there's something was, was missing that you need to be, your priorities had shifted. And a couple of things I want to touch on. Claudia, thank you for opening up about your postpartum. That's not easy to talk about. And um, about Mm -hmm. you feeling like, especially Raul, unfortunately wasn't able to be there, not because he didn't want to, but because he had obligations to work and wasn't able to be there for you in the most Mm -hmm. vulnerable moments. For those of you listening right now, you can relate to this too because just because your significant other doesn't work in entertainment, there are times where significant others are there physically, but they might as well not be there because they're not present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not supporting yeah. you. They're not there emotionally, spiritually, nada. It's just their mm-hmm. body's there, but they're not there for you. Mm, preach. Yeah. And I think it's important, Raul, I commend you, bro, that even though Claudia wasn't direct with you about how she was feeling, you noticed that something was missing in your marriage, something you weren't feeling peace about something. And it took a lot of courage to confront that, especially telling your brothers, Hey, all that we've been working at. And I saw that work personally, I'm going to have to leave. Yeah. What kind of ramifications did that have with your relationship with your family, Raul initially and Claudia, what did you see happen too? It was tough. You know, we can't sugarcoat it. It wasn't easy. It was tough. Even when I, when I remember even telling my brothers, you know, I mean, the first reaction was just like, what are they going to say? How, how is this going to play out? And I was surprised with how supportive they were, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they, they understood themselves. Like, you know, obviously like there's no shame in, you know, choosing your family and, and, and doing that. Like, you know, but I, I think, you know, as, as a person, you do feel, like I said, that sense of uh, me personally, I felt that, that guilt. And it was harder for me to even tell my parents, you know, and, and, um, you know, just because like, you know, Claudia said, you know, a big part of it too was, you know, my, my dad looking over the project, making sure that, you know, I mean, we didn't take the, the easy road, you know, he had those, those aspirations of seeing us, you know, as brothers, um, make it, um, and, and do it. And, and my brothers still to this day, they're still, they're going and they're, and, you know, they're, they're known and they're traveling and they do their thing, obviously not now, but they continued they, on. They continued on. And, you know, and I think that goes to show you right there, you know, just, you know, what we were taught at, at a young age too, from, from my parents to not give up, 
when things uh, don't go your way or when things uh, change, it was difficult. You know, all that stuff like mentally was starting to affect me as well, just because even though I was okay, you know, with, with my parents, they accepted it as well um, over time. And, you know, my, my brothers as well, um, you know, they were, we all kept in contact. We were all, you know, we, we still till this day, obviously we're best friends. We, we still keep in contact, but you know, it was weighing heavy on me even after that's what I want to dive into also is it's not just getting the courage to make the decision to leave something that you know is no longer for you. But then how do you deal with the following weeks, months, years mm-hmm. of you trying to figure out what you want to do next and also figuring out your identity and your worth? Because for so many years, you're an artist, you're a musician. You had built this along with your brothers and your dad, this identity. So now it's like, okay, I know I made the right decision for my family, for my wife, for myself, for my kids, but who the hell am I? Did you struggle like trying to find your identity again and your self-worth? Like, tell me about those times. And Claudia, as a wife, did you see him go through that? Yeah, he definitely went into a sad, you know, depressed, like, um, phase in his life after leaving the music, you know, because as supportive as, you know, his brothers were and, you know, his parents, there was still a little, I guess you could say pushback from the, you know, from our family. Raul had to kind of shift his, his career at the age of 30. So I definitely told Raul, you have to be comfortable and you have to be sure what your next step is because you are leaving an industry that you were in for such a long time and you're going to essentially move into a whole different environment, a different, you know, career. And that to me was like, okay, you need to take your time because it's your next step is going to be important. So he left the band in May and right away he started looking for other opportunities and mind you the entire time that he was in the music industry Raul was also getting his undergraduate degree from Santa Clara University here in the Bay Area so he kind of already was preparing to have a plan B just in case you never know and for me you know I mean even during those times it was difficult in the sense of you know like Claudia said like I I went into like a a little depression like you know every time the week came I found myself drinking a little more I found myself not wanting to get ready as much like just kind no of se bañaba. <laughs> <laughs> you, you start kind of just going into this like you know what do I do next what's my next move I'll so what helped jobs. you what helped you and get out of it out of the depression How, what helped you even though I made the decision yeah I didn't fully accept it but over time, I accepted it. It was, it was, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, like if you're mourning it, something. I was the one that made yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. But over time, I started kind of just being like, this is okay. This is the new normal. I have to find a routine. I have to like kind of just figure out how to be myself, you know? And I think what made it worse during that time too, after I, you know, I started looking for different opportunities was even like looking for a new job and getting rejection after rejection after Aww, rejection to top it off uh, it was not going well and mm. and it was it was crazy like i just felt like man like what did what did i do like what did i you know like and it why? was crazy because at the same time that role was going through this career change you know my career was kind of taking off so that same summer where he was kind of looking for a different career i was starting to travel so i was going 
to different, you know, to New York, to all these different places. And Raul was here with the baby. And, you know, again, he would support me through my career. And I would just tell him and give him words of encouragement, like, you did the right thing, don't worry. And the one thing about my husband is that when he says something, he does it. He's a man of his word. And that's something that I really admire about him um, is that he, when he puts his mind to something, he does it. He kept applying to jobs, jobs after job after job. When one day this, this is a crazy story. What happened? This is, this is the craziest part. This is the part where I felt like if it was like all these emotions, all these like things running through your head of like, did I make the right decision? Did I, you you know, you start questioning, you know, the plan of why this even happened jump to include you know that I just do things without really thinking about it you know and, and that's what I was saying earlier is like I just you know I didn't think about the after and then I remember one day after facing rejection after rejection especially here in the Bay Area everything's tech everything's this everything's that and, and it's so competitive you know, and, and, you know they you they automatically think music industry that you know like it doesn't nothing the resume know, doesn't match yeah, the job just, description <laughs> and then it, it's just it's just crazy and it was the day before Alessandro's uh first birthday first birthday um and I was like, I was like, God, like, <laughs> please just give me uh, one opportunity, like, um, to be in front of somebody, like, get an interview, like, because I know once uh, somebody meets me, I know I can get that 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 chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Claudia said, like, it's those moments that kind of mark you. I remember doing laundry. Um, and then, like, having that moment of, like, oh, God, like, please, like, something, just give me a sign, like, something. And I remember taking the clothes into the house because, our like, our laundry is, like, in the garage. And then we went into the house. And I went to the house with the clothes. And then I got an email, like, from from where I'm working at now. Hey, we want to interview you. Aww. Literally a minute. It was a minute. After I said that. Oh, I love that. Um, so it was it – was, uh, it was difficult. I also um, think you have an amazing wife, Raul, que siempre te está empujando. Oh. <laughs> like, ever since I've met Claudia, she's always like, come on, you can do it. Like, the most positive person. And yeah. I just yeah, want to yeah. congratulate you guys because yeah. you're inspiring us. <laughs> We're teary eye over here. And I, I'm just like, that's amazing. You guys are like a power couple and, and always pushing each other to do better and to become better. And right now, Raul is going to school full-time for his master's degree. And he's a daddy full-time and working full-time. Claudia, no se diga, you know, like working and pushing her <laughs> husband and, you know, wanting the best for the family. So congratulations. So, Raul, yeah. what did you was, finally, what was his job position all about? And what is it that you're doing now and the impact you're making yeah. in the Bay Area? I'm a communications officer here. Um, do a lot of the the marketing and and communications for a new department that opened up here with the city. You know, I, I help people on a daily basis. I and you're making such a great impact in the community in our city because you do so much and all those moments and the struggles that we went through. That man, 2018 was very difficult for us. That could have made me you know, not appreciate my wife or, you know, even hold some resentment because during that time, like her career started even taking off a little like more, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and even just being, you know, like what we were talking about, like that's another form of jealousy of even being jealous of your own partner Mm. and, 
So it, that it could have been that way, but our love for each other and the support system that we built together and those situations that we went through before, like, you know, what we were talking about earlier about being jealous because of a certain And it's thing. so menace, like so small compared to the things that God was preparing us to face. It doesn't compare yeah. to, yeah, exactly. It doesn't compare to like what we had been through two years ago, three years ago. Because we had to leave an industry that, you know, and I say we, because, you know, I was, I felt like I was part of the band as well. You know, I was, I helped with them with social media. I helped them with wardrobe. I was a roadie. I helped them with anything that they needed. I was there. So Raul removing himself from the band was also me step taking a step out of the in entertainment industry because I felt like I was a big part of the band as well. And so it was very hard for us to adjust to a new life. And as glamorous as the music industry is, I love our normal nine to five life. <laughs> but what a beautiful story that yes. Raul as a singer, as a vocalist, you know, the main, ¿cómo se dice? El vocalista. Sí, el vocalista del mm -hmm. grupo. The, the grupo. Uh -huh. And not only like he was, God was using him that way to perform and bring joy to people, but now God is continuing to use Raul's voice with the community. I yeah. love that. It's him that's delivering the news of emergencies to the community. Bilingual. Especially As being well. that he's bilingual, yeah. he can help out nuestra comunidad latina with all the fires exactly. that have been going on, the power outages. Etc. It's like God was preparing you through all the interviews you had to do through your career so with Suenatron yeah. and Un Nuevo Día and Despierta America or wherever you're getting interviewed. As a God was preparing you to speak to the community in these times mm -hmm. that we're living in right now in the middle of a pandemic. How, yeah. What a blessing it is to have someone like you, Raul, uh, speaking to our community that understands our culture, both English and Spanish, Latinos and non-Latinos. And you get it, and, and you were able to get your degree, hermano. And I just want to thank you for sharing your guys' story, as difficult as it is. And opening your hearts. Because you. this is what Jen and I really want to encourage our listeners with, is a lot of times when you're feeling that breakdown coming, like in Raul's life, yeah. if you just hold on to that hope a little bit longer, don't give up. That call will come. That email will call. That person will come in your life at the right time when you are ready to appreciate it. But here's the thing. Raul seeked God. He was like, God, please give me a sign. So he's there for us to seek him. Because his plans is, are to prosper And that to me was, it, it touched me, you know, because I remember him telling me like, babe, I was praying. I just mm. was praying to God, like, please just give me one opportunity. It doesn't matter. Just right. one. And God answered within two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he was like, you know what, Raul, I got you. I'm going to, I'm going to send you uh, some, a glimmer of hope looking back at it now. You know, it's just, it was the biggest thing. And, you know, you have to have the courage to walk away from something that no longer makes you happy, whether it's a relationship, a job, you know, like, but just if it doesn't make you happy, it's not worth it. And I think that goes with everything in life. Also, your priorities change as we grow up, right? And Raul, Claudia, thank you for your time to answer the question. You know, how do you get the courage to leave a situation you feel like you're stuck in and no longer is fulfilling your God-given purpose? And that courage is from knowing that God has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. And the fact that as you grow older, you don't stop growing and learning. Life is about seasons and not every season is forever. 
I'm just grateful <laughs> that you guys opened up about this because I know somebody's going through something like this, similar, especially because of the pandemic, where they're afraid of the unknown. Raul, they're afraid, just like you, bro, what you went through for a year. Who the hell am I? What am I going to do with my life? What's my identity? But you found your identity in the fact that you're a son of God. Second, you're doing what was right for your family. And communication is yeah. a big thing in that family. And thank God. And because of how Raul speaks up with his wife, like yeah. him and his dad are okay. Him and his brothers are okay. Claudia and, you know, the in-laws are okay. So I think it's important to point that out too. Because ultimately once yes, the initial. we're all good. We yeah. all love yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yes. it was a hard time, but you know what? Like it, we got through it as yeah. a family, most importantly, because yeah. we are a family and we're close. And yes, family Raul's unity brothers is amazing. We're so supportive through the whole thing. Everybody understood that it was what was best for Raul and Claudia. Right. And because yes. your family loves you the way they love you, Raul, and they love your wife the way they love her. And Matias. And your kids. <laughs> they want the best for you guys. Yeah. And that's why yeah. things are cool again. Because initially, yeah, they're kind of like, wait, ¿de dónde viene esto? ¿Qué onda? But yeah, at first they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, it just, like you said right now, it just goes to show you, you know, the way, the way the love that they have for, for her, for us, you know, I mean, is, is just amazing because they, they supported me. My family supported me. Las relaciones que valen la pena en tu vida, the relationships that really are worth it in your life. Are worth fighting for. One, are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And two, are going to be there no matter what. Mm -hmm. They're going to understand that the decisions you've made if they were for the right reasons, because it was something better for you, and in this case for you, Claudia, and your kids, they're going to eventually come around and see that because their love for you is unconditional and they want the best for you. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah, because for it sharing wasn't, that story. You know, like it was support from everybody, you know, not yeah. only his brothers, but also the other members who were also in the band that were just super supportive with everything. And we're still friends. We're all friends, you yeah. know? So it just, it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for your time. We Claudia, love you guys. Thank you for inviting Janet you. onto Un Nuevo Día on Telemundo. El Club, el club de las Comadres. Is it Club We're de las Comadres? Comadres? Yes. Make sure you catch their segment <laughs> on Telemundo Un Nuevo Día. You guys come mm -hmm. out uh, every like week or two or whatnot. And that's super awesome. Thank you, Claudia, for inviting Janet. Again, it's just awesome how you guys are really about bringing people with you. Ellos son amigos. Ellos son amigos que se convierten en familia. So we thank you guys. Oh, we love you guys. Oh, thank you guys. We love you. We appreciate you. Muchísimas gracias. gracias. Friends that become family. Love Make you guys. sure you check out A Tu Lado Podcast with Claudia and Raul. Also, uh, Raul, what's your social media handle? And Claudia, go ahead so that our listeners can follow you guys and all the amazing things yes, you got going on. Yes, of course. On. Mine is at Claudia Candelas. E, and mine, I forgot, honestly. Uh, uh, Mr. Raul Antonio. <laughs> Mr. Raul Antonio. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Love you guys. Bendiciones. Thanks love for hanging you. out with Gracias, us. Gracias, amigos. Yeah. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Please support and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it, especially on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review and rate it. It helps us out tremendously. Or follow us on social media, hashtag Los Otelos, or on our website, losotelos.com. Love you guys. Have the best day ever. Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sotelos Podcast.
Just some bad shit over. Just some bad shit over. 